guys, this is Greg. Welcome to the Wild Weird. I'm here with my guest and noise conglomerate, Ogre. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hello. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming and speaking with me. Um, like we were just talking about, like I went to that show and you guys blew my mind. And like my wife was, I went there with my wife. Um, really? She was super excited. Oh, dude, this is the thing. Me and my wife. The one, thing this, the one thing this podcast has done is like us on date nights. I'll just look up things to go do, and that's how I met Jonah was because I was looking on online and I go, you, know, you guys ever been to the Doug Fur? Like the Doug yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. love that place. It's a great. Love that there. place too. We always go there probably like once or twice a month for a date night, and went there and saw Jonah, talked to Jonah, and then asked him to come on the show just as a long shot, <laughs> and he was like, hell yeah, let's do this, and. After speaking with him, me and him just got drunk doing the podcast, and, like, and we became really good friends. And so, like, through Jonah, he just invites me to things like, hey, you know, the Macs are doing this thing. You should come check it out. I'm going to be performing with this band. You should come check it out. And I'm like, cool. So, it's like he's just been introducing me and uh, recommending me artists. And, uh, like, say with the Macs, I, he recommended me the Macs. I looked up their music, liked their shit, and went to their show where he was – it was Jonah's birthday party. Jonah had a birthday party at this bar where he did a show, um, and it was the Max, him, and I believe another band. I can't remember their name. They they opened up the whole show. Mm. But it was such a cool experience in this tiny little bar across the street from Jonah's house. Mm. And that's when I saw the Max. And even though you – like because everybody didn't know how it was going to work. They these pe- There was like they're the regular bar-going people that yeah. uh, probably were going to come here and didn't expect this show. Been, there's been a lot of that yeah. in shows. <laughs> but, like, it, it was a cool experience because I'm just like, everybody who didn't expect a show to go on loved the show. The Max performed it like they were performing in, like, any venue they performed. They didn't, yeah. like, hesitate with any energy or anything. No, they really don't. And they don't need to either. Yeah, like, they have definitely been probably, like, our one of our biggest, like, helps into, like, getting the album out, supporting us, getting us, like, really cool shows. Like, that show that we played on Friday, actually. Yeah. That was they hit us up about that, and we're nice enough to let us be on their bill, releasing their album while at the same time we're releasing our album. So yeah, I mean we've, I mean I guess <laughs> I didn't know, but I guess through them we've gotten this opportunity too. So they're fucking awesome. We yeah. love their music. We love all of them dearly. But they, uh, they're also like genuine and nice and it's it's really nice uh as far as the um like portland music scene goes they're so that's like, what i was about to say dude yeah. Every, i haven't encountered people are one good, experience you know? that people are trying to uplift each other and promote and like encourage mm-hmm. each yeah. other they, they want like it, you can tell that the portland scene is like just large enough to like carry itself but you can also tell that everybody that's involved in it wants more and is like invested in that not through like pretentiousness and gatekeeping rather through like fostering um, and like being a proponent of like productive relationships, yeah, and, and that's like was like kind of a shock for me when we started getting to know the Max and when we talked to CMOS a little bit too. Yeah. Was like I didn't think I, I you know I thought I, I thought I'd have to work harder on the networking side of things, but it turns out people want to engage in yeah. the Portland community, and it was it was really exciting to, for it to like actually come off as um, friendly and organic as it did because I've run around other scenes before that are either really large or really small and there's a lot of like I don't know inaccessibility to like the personal side of things but Portland's yeah. not, not like that it's and really that, nice. that's what I was going to say is this is our first band 
me and him, mm-hmm. we've both been like, we've both wanted to do it for a while. And like, we actually met on a flyer I put up because <laughs> wow. I was just like trying to like, um, I don't know, play music. And like, I've lived in a couple other places and that was like always a great way to like build relationships and stuff. But it's pretty insane. Like how, um, you know, and definitely like we've put in a shit ton of work too, just like playing almost every day for like a five month span and just trying really, really hard to like find what we did and what we were good at and what we weren't good at. But, um, it was definitely, I don't know so much, so much of this stuff, like has just been other people kind of like helping us out and giving us kind words and stuff. And that's kind of been the thing that's like, helped us keep going and will continue to keep us going because i mean we're pretty well not to say we'll be together forever but (laughs) we're pretty like in it for the long haul and definitely a lot of that is just because of all this reassurance we get from other people and stuff and like you know i don't know it's 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 been really really cool um just all the nice things people have said and obviously we try to do that yeah, for like other bands too. When when we can, but yeah, like, yeah. It, it's know. almost like you know how much platform do you have to give? And it's like when yeah. it's, when somebody like the Max, um, or even like CMOS, or he's uh, playing in like Mexico or something. Yeah, aren't they going to Mexico City soon? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And when somebody has like a, a significant enough of a platform like that, or like when a artist that is on a label um, is like excited to talk to us and exchange. Same um, dude. I'm talking to them in like two weeks. I'm uh, the max. Oh, the max. Yeah. And I was like, D- uh, like, dude, this is fucking cool. Like I, I, everything with this podcast from when it started, I've only been doing it for about a year. I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, people were going to blow me off and I was going to be get nothing. And I, one thing I noticed is when you show genuine, genuine interest in people's music and support their art, people are willing to be involved in that. And it's like when I went to your guys' show, the first thing I noticed was how wrapped everybody was around you. You saw that people in the back just like coming out to see you, mm. and <laughs> people started cool. walk, people that were in the back of the bar just kind of casually there started coming up because you guys were drawing them in because they're like <laughs> these guys with their suits, and you got you on the guitar, you on the drums, and just immediately with your guys engagement like with the commentary in between each song like oh, yeah. you guys have really good fan interaction like how you guys interacted with the crowd yeah thank you banter is like i think quintessential to us and we almost do less of it than we intend or or i sometimes i think like i want to be you know really like i want to do crowd work um and then i will like plan some things to say or like we'll think of like okay what's what would be like you know a one-liner or something or not like we had the idea of like a Q&A that was only one question long that was great um thank you yeah <laughs> uh, I, I like so- the first band I've ever heard ask like anybody have any questions like that's <laughs> awesome yeah. well yeah because we used to go up and just be like crazy nervous and then we kind of realized how like hilarious our ethos is like it's literally <laughs> it's just like you don't have to take it seriously pedals noise and then just chaos like two instruments so then it's like oh even when we make mistakes it's doesn't sound like it because we're not like this super tight you know jam band where it's like everything has its place and everything is very clean like it's all just hidden by just this wall of 
noise we kind of create. You guys create the experience. That's yeah, what we try to. Is that like <laughs> For sure. some people get up there and they're so nervous, like whether they're watching yeah. the crowd, they're worrying if people are dancing, uh, mm. they're not getting. They come. I've noticed some bands will come in with this predetermination of like what reaction they want from each song they do. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. they want people to dance to this song? Do they want people to be like locked in and listening to this song? And I feel like if you get caught up in that, and you know, I'm not a musician, so I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Like I'm just learning how to play the guitar, and my wife's pretty good at the piano. But like just watching and observing, because that's all I do at these shows is I mm-hmm. listen and I observe. And you just notice that they get in their own head, and that affects yeah. the experience. Well, that's and that's a thing that we definitely try to like are very aware of is like we've we've also we've played some great shows like the one you were at. Um, and then there's just like a handful of other shows where it's been like, wow, that was awesome. Shit ton of people. Everyone was loving it. But we've also played some just fucking like garbage, like garbage, like garbage shows. people there. And then bartender comes up. You guys are done. Like oh. we've also, we've had <laughs> that. The Firkin Tavern yeah. was the best show and the worst show we've ever played. <laughs> and it's like, when it's you like do, 10 people yeah, or less. Exactly. And like when you do that then you're just free, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, because you're like, what do I have to lose? It's like being a comedian. You really don't have very much to lose with, like, performing. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, people take their stuff very seriously. Not to say we we don't, but I think we just take performing, I think, a little less seriously because we've we've say yes to pretty much every show. Yeah. That's a good place to be, though. Yeah, every time we – anytime we can, like, one of us is not out of town, we just say yes and, like – that's yeah, we'll play anywhere i think is generally like the ethos that um we try and i remember we've kind of lifted that from one of our most significant um inspirations would be lightning bolt which were known for um in the early days of lightning bolt you know they're a bass drum duo as well in the early days of lightning bolt they would play shows in like parking lots or um sidewalks outside of venues rather than playing in the venues and they would always um used to always play on the floor of the venue surrounded by people um, and they would play anywhere um, in any, like, bizarro capacity. And, and you guys like, started during COVID, right? So, yeah. like, that's got to be hard getting into places because now, like, especially, tw- like, did you guys say in 2021 is when you guys started, like, doing our, shows? Yeah, our first yeah. show was Halloween 2021. And it was kind of, we are definitely a COVID band. Like, we spent a lot of time, yeah. like, figuring out what we were during it was kind of I guess we met up kind of towards the tail end of the pandemic but yeah that or first at least like, of a deep pandemic right yeah that yeah. first like five months was just like what are we doing yeah, yeah. what are we doing it's like then, or like de- determining a genre of like or even just a direction in terms of like what is the type of music that you and I together make most effectively because mm-hmm. we can imitate genres and like you know go the cover band kind of direction but it's like finding a creative direction that behooves both um creative styles can actually be kind of difficult if you haven't done it before oh yeah especially since you guys met each other like like not even that long ago form a band with each other yeah and then you're trying to understand kind of be in sync with each other and somewhere kind Mm -hmm. of find some common ground yeah and we didn't know each other either we weren't friends we just like this is rare yeah we we, like cold called just like i like texted him and was like i don't know you at all but like sure come by Mm -hmm. um because I had a practice space, and he was a drummer, which I was immediately drawn to. Because it's hard to find a drummer. It is yeah. hard to find a drummer that can like perform and like vocalize as he's playing the drums. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like that's the one thing that was like so entertaining is that it seems so easy. 
Like, you guys were, like, focused in on each other. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you're listening to him. I can see the eye contact. And you guys are, like, yeah. like vibing off each other. And then you just do it multiple things. That's why it was. it felt such like a like an event show. Mm-hmm. Because you guys were doing so much at once. And you could tell it was hard work, but you made it look so effortless. And that as people watching the show, they're confident in you now. Because they're just like, we don't care what happens at this point because you have us locked into this experience and we're going to sit through it until it's done. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And that's much appreciated. And we do get get some comments like that, which is always like it it is definitely, oh, 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 this is worth it. And it's probably happening organically. Like are you guys like – is that even in your head or is this at the end of it you're like you're getting these comments and you're like, oh, that's surprising. Like how does that feel for you guys? I think um, sometimes it's surprising when a show feels less – exciting or like it's not going as hot but like mm-hmm. whenever um we play a show like the one we met you at it's definitely like i'll get off stage and i'll be like that was good and i am able to like say that you know like uh politely or like modestly but like i'm still wanting to like you know recognizing success yeah um within myself is i think worth doing and within ourselves um so i guess it feels like when we're performing it, it's definitely a um like intense focus for sure. It's part of the reason that like we face each other. Like neither of us face the crowd. We like yeah. both face at a ninety. It was a great angle. setup. Like especially yeah. with her like sitting there in the middle. The, yeah. In the middle, <laughs> kind of like she's moderating. Grace is the only person that actually faces the crowd because we have to look at each other to play. So there is so much going on. And you guys, you guys, guys seem like you're even entertaining her because like when I'm watching yeah. her, like <laughs> she's just, just trying to make Grace guys, laugh. Like, she's doing her thing and she's looking up at both you guys and like watching you two. Yeah. Like and. I even got the impression from the other bands that were watching that they seemed like nervous now. No. Like, we have to follow this. No, I'm sure. Oh. No, I'm sure it's not like that. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, but everybody feels. No. I'm gonna say they're comparing themselves to you, anything like that. But man, when you see like somebody like kill a show like that, yeah. that's got to be like. And when yeah. you go first, <laughs> and it amplifies the show because now the next band, not that there's like a huge pressure to like perform better, but kind of like everybody's like, oh. That's a way to set this off. Now you just brought everybody's energy up. Yeah, you want to kick it off. You day. kicked yeah. off the show with a, like a fucking bang, and it, I saw it in the looks of everybody, the other bands, the crowd, even the bartender. I look back at the bartender. The bartender was like, "Oh, she was really nice." Yeah, she was like yeah. loving this. I was like, "I saw her skipping people's drinks because she was watching the show." Yeah, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." And that was the first time I ever been to that venue. Right, like I've, us too. Yeah, I've been to the vegan cafe like two buildings down, and I had no idea this place was here. I, I I've always went there during the daytime. I never, I'm not. I had no idea it existed here. until we got booked there. Same, I, I've like, never been in, in there. And my wife's like, because my wife's like really into like goth culture. Like she's like bl- like black make a black culture. Oh, clothing. sick. She's, okay, so that kind of the bar. Is yeah, very she, much she's that, watching. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, this is my favorite place. I gotta go back <laughs> there for this. And I'm like, I wonder where they're gonna play because I didn't know there was a basement. Like going downstairs into that. Basement. Yeah, and a deep basement too. That was the bowels of the earth down there. Weird. And it just felt there. so locked in, though. Like the sound was all around you. It was so loud, so loud, right? I was, loved the sound. In it there. was great, dude. My wife was having too good of a time, though. She got smashed, and I couldn't yeah. even stay for the last two songs that the Max did because I was like, "We got to go." You're, you're, <laughs> well, they sure did play for like a while and well deservedly. Yeah, uh, their dude, album that, was fantastic, that, and the album release show is like play as long as you want, guys. This is the first album release show I've ever been to, and it was like an honor to be there because, like, when they invited me, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go." I was like, I didn't even ask because I'm like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm trying to support people, so I never ask for free shit. I never do any of that. I'm all about supporting the bands. I ask for nothing in return. Like it's all about. I love music. I love what Portland's doing. And the the, the cool thing about the city, and I predicted this like during COVID, is that I thought there was going to be this 
crazy like explosion of artistic talent coming out of Portland after COVID because it's been so suppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, Where have you you've been living here for a while? Because oh. I moved up during COVID. Same here. Oh, so like I grew up in Portland okay. for like the first twenty two years of my life, mm. and then um, my fa- I was staying with my parents at the time, and I was transitioning between jobs. A lot was going on with my life. I was like kind of struggling to like kind of quit doing certain drugs and like manage my life right so yeah, I was like we right. made changes we moved to Washington cleaned up my shit and then eventually met my wife and then uh, got married after like six months of knowing each other and hell yeah uh, got a good job and I, I do like uh, maintenance work on local transportation here and was always wanting to do this kind of like how you got like how you said that you were kind of like I, I want to do this and yeah there's kind of always something or you can always make an excuse for yourself or something like to put it off. You're like, oh, I'll do it eventually or uh, I'll get it out of the way. That's how I was with this. I was like, I always wanted to either get into radio broadcasting or just talk to people. And I was like, first of all, I started the podcast. It wasn't initially about music. Hmm. I always end up – most of the episodes end up me just talking to like artists, graffiti artists, uh, business owners. Really? What was uh, it about initially? It was just like I just wanted to talk to people that I thought was – if I had like an impulse to talk to yeah. uh, somebody who worked for Marvel. I talked to this comic book writer who was writing – who was working on um, the Blue Beetle for – no, it was the Blue Beetle for DC. And then he's – they're making like a movie Okay. Uh, that is coming out, I think, like next year or next summer. Wow. And got to talk to him about that process. Talk to the owner of Tove Coffee Bar. Have you guys ever been there? Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. this double-decker bus that's off of Hawthorne. Oh, I have been there. That's yeah. right. So that my place friend, is neat. It's fucking cool. <laughs> it's so Egyptian funny. Coffee, this yeah, because they have the um, – is it the Egyptian coffee or the Turkish coffee? It's like – I think it's a combination of two. Both. Yeah, yeah. And But great coffee place. I fucking love that place. Got to talk to my, fr- my friend Joe. Me and him became friends after the owner of that. Um, uh, you you interviewed the oh, owner. I oh, interviewed the owner because so I just nice. used to go to the coffee shop all the time, and I just asked. I was like, "Hey, dude, I do a podcast, and I would love to talk to you, promote your business." Um, you do sports stuff too. I have. I've talked to people like locally. It was like I haven't talked to any professional sports people yet. Yeah, but um, I just saw the Blazers hat, and I was like, "Yeah." So I was actually Hell I have yeah. a friend that I work with. His name's Eric Hill. Shout out, Eric. Um, he used to be like a semi-pro basketball player. So when I'm with him, we talk about sports a lot. So when he'd come on the show, I interviewed him once. He'd come on the show. We'd do like little snippets of talking about whatever. We're complaining about the Blazers and them sucking or whatever. And not too bad this year, though. Huh? No. As long as they have a little they're not that bad. Yeah. Like he was gone. They went on a losing streak. He comes back. They win all the games. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a hit and miss with that. Every time the Blazers are good, it just feels like people – like you just – all these Blazers fans pop up. It's I don't know. It's such a cool fandom here. I feel like with the Trailblazers fan because I'm, I grew up in the Bay Area, so I'm a Warriors fan, oh, hell and yeah. I remember it used Great to be Warriors like that. <laughs> oh, it it is. I mean, well, kind of, kind of right now, but they're they're they're. I don't count them out. I think of them like the like, like I'm going to rant. The Patriots, the Patriots, yeah. or like Tom Brady. It's like oh, he loses some games. You think that they're not going to win it, but then somehow they end up in the NBA Finals, and you're not surprised. Yeah, I mean that was kind of like last year. We'll see this year though. But yeah, it was so weird. Like growing up. And then it being like 2011, and like the Warriors are just like this low level. No one gives a shit mm-hmm. about this team. Yada yada yada. They had like what, like Stephen Jackson, Baron Davis. Like yeah, people, they were popular. Monte Ellis. Yeah, they were like that generation's version of the Clippers. Like they just yeah. threw alley oops and dunked all the time. Oh yeah, and and then and then yeah, we we all know what happened then. But yeah, they draft. They anyway. made two really good draft choices. Yeah, <laughs> I get all I get all giddy every time people. Um, are sports fans because I am, and for whatever reason, the the music people that I am. With, it's I one am of with. the funniest things about yeah. like music culture is it's like you get super into whatever you're into, mm-hmm. 
Um, but there, there just seems to be such a Venn diagram that is two very distant circles. Yeah. Oh yeah, of people who like sports and people who like band stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and people who play like well, the uh, music scene. But like Nils is so like refreshing, but also such a curious oddity to me because he likes sports so thoroughly, but also is like in the scene in like a thorough way. Well, that, so yeah. it's so interesting because I always felt like people try to find a niche, right? Whether yeah. or not like it's their interest, like they can be interested in so many different things, and then they feel like okay, well, music's going to be my thing. All I'm going to do is talk about music. Like, I have a friend, uh, Shadow Grant. He does a, a podcast called Wall of Wax where he does, like, a music discography. He'll pick an oh, artist oh, or a band and spend about an hour doing, like, a biographical retelling of their career, awesome. certain interesting stories. And that's allowed him to even meet some people, like, talk to some people. Like, I forgot. Nice. There's a, uh, a Hispanic musician from the 70s who played, like, folk music. Something Chavez or – he's, like, a very obscure man. Okay. And uh, I, I'll have to look it up for you afterwards. But – um. He did one on him, and then the dude's granddaughter or daughter commented, wow. and then kind of connected him that way. That's so it shows you how small of a world where if you just yeah. show, you, you never think something would happen. There you happens. go for it. You know, it's like who knows what will happen. That's but, pretty Portland. I feel like in yeah. Portland too, it's I it's weird. City. It's a big, but it's kind of small. It's too. a big with a small totally. town feel, and plus everybody outside of it doesn't take it serious. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's like Portland is definitely. Um, I mean, people have been. Like, people in Portland have been analyzing Portland for decades now, oh, yeah. and it's, like, this insane, like, mutated, inwardly folding in on itself yeah. kind of, like, self-referential joke of, like, Portland. Well, um, I've, been, I've been really getting into history lately, and one thing I've been reading about is, like, the history of the West and, like, the, the Northwest. So, white people were basically just given Portland yeah. and Oregon, <laughs> right? So, just saying, hey, all the white people that get away from everybody else and people that you don't want to be around, we're giving you this. So, looking at back at the history of Portland, realizing it's a city that evolved from nothing but racist white people, yeah. Yeah. and then it's a it's city a, that's it's constantly, a dark history. It's a dark history, and everybody's trying, and we're kind of like subconsciously aware of it, and it's like a disease that's constantly trying to self fix a little bit at a time. Like you're just like, so you what happens is you just overanalyze some details, mm-hmm. and it gets overshot, and nothing gets solved, and then over a while it switches to the other side, and you know, calms down and then progress happens. And then, you know, it's an ebb and flow of progress and digression. So it's like Portland, I think right now is finally, because you had everything with uh, the protesting Black yeah. Lives Matter. That was a period of time of progression. And, and now Portland was on like the national stage. National news. Like we, Portland hadn't been that big of a deal in oh, a no. long, long time. But it kind of made people think like Portland's this like homeless dump of people where all these problems are having, but every city has those problems. Yeah. It's, it's weird that we're known for that, but like, the uh, any western city you don't see anybody on the news talking about like how bad there's at least like murder capital cities of this country that don't get headline news but somehow portland gets somebody breaks a nike window and it makes national news yeah because it's portland because they know that people are going to like criticize and negatively comment about the city The, the quality of like um portland's um i guess you could call it like civic infrastructure is is definitely like a calling card for the um, for people who are um, looking to blame the communities that are like affected so yeah, ardently yeah. by that, like, par- particularly houseless and homeless people, where it's like they're it, it, it's like look what's happening to Portland. This will happen to your city too, unless you vote for We're Republican like being or the something. Example of like a city that has a downfall. The people that live in it are like, 
Well, no, that's not our experience. Of course, yeah. we experience and see these things on a daily basis, but that's not what we're thinking about or living our lives about. Yeah, yeah. and it's definitely like I don't know because coming from California, um, yeah, like here. it it is, you know, seeing just what happened there and like the tragedies of like how high the cost of living became over there and just yep. like you know seeing you know, the tech companies, the coming, tech in companies coming in and then Portland I guess not really Seattle anymore but Portland is kind of in this place it feels like where that's about to happen and I think that there's a lot of people that you know um, want to do everything they can to keep cost of living reasonable because like I left California because I couldn't Oh, dude. I couldn't afford – I could, like, stay at my parents' house, but I didn't want to do that. I was born in California and moved to Portland because my parents couldn't afford it. And we were in, like, Modesto yeah. and, like, Fresno. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and it just – Let alone living just... in, like, Santa Cruz or, like, the Bay Area. Like, yeah. Just, like, I lived in um, Chico. Yeah, and what, like, I, even apartments in, like, Chico or Redding, and it's like – Yeah. You can't, it's even, like, you can't afford to live there either. Well, it's the middle Portland of Portland needs to remain this place that, like, welcomes people in where California has become this place of exclusion where it's like if you have the money – and want to pay for the nice weather? You can mm-hmm. live here. It's, a designer. And it's annoying because it labels itself as like a very liberal, um, you know, left wing okay. place. But accessible. You know, all state. these, all these like atrocities with like you know, the the houseless and like cost of living and just but see, seeing and all these awful exactly. things happen. And it's all and it, you know, and it's combated by people's togetherness. Like I've, I've talked to people from the Bay, and they talk about like how within their culture. There's like a let's amp each other up, motivate each other, encourage each other, and you kind of like there's a sense of pride of living in that city, mm-hmm. and I think Portland has that, but now it's kind of like people are showing it and demonstrating it on like a huge glorious level with food. Like I watched two Netflix things recently that literally had an episode highlighted to Portland. My friend Joe's coffee shop was on there. Oh, nice. And, like, that one was funny because he had the shortest clip where somebody just did, like, a montage walk around camera with no conversation between the two. Mm-hmm. So I, I, apparently the producer uh, liked the coffee place and said, we need to go there. So he wasn't even planning on being on the show, and they got on the show. But Portland now is the food capital of the United States. It was voted the number one food service industry in the country. There's some good-ass food here, yeah. So that's that, crazy. That, that's like, so funny. Said, the combatants of corporate coming in and, like, you know, being very expensive, but then the people at the roots who own small businesses mm-hmm. that are promoting this, like, hey, we have a culture, food culture, music culture, art culture, and we're not just one thing. We're not a stereotype. And mm-hmm. the one thing I've like enjoyed about doing this podcast is talking to bands like you, artists, that you guys are doing something that's specifically very unique to you. This is you, you guys. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I, I can't. After watching your show. I didn't compare you to anybody because there's nothing to compare to. You guys were uniquely yourself. Oh, I'm sure you could. I like to think I like I'm okay at reading people's body languages mm. and like their kind of how they express themselves. You guys just seemed like had this like I don't give a fuck with a huge intense focus on what you're doing. And that's hard to do. Do yeah. and how old are you guys? By the way, if you don't mind me asking. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm 26. I'm 21. Okay, so we got 20 year olds. I'm 31, so you know I'm not that much older. But you got people with short attention spans nowadays. Younger, younger <laughs> people that can't that, watch. That's yeah. the funniest thing about our shows is just how many like actual like not even just like young 20 somethings that'll show up. We get like a huge outpouring of like teenagers that'll mm-hmm. show up, well, and that I mean, surprised a, me when a, we started playing shows. A lot of that is just because like it seems like. There's not a lot of like all ages slash eighteen plus places oh, that's for true, yeah. 
these yep. you know these they don't show up at the and, venue shows and honestly something about like the portland music scene that i've noticed is that there is like a huge like a lot of the people carrying you know the weight are of what this scene is 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 like a lot of these kids that are just like late high school early college age and it's like pretty insane just like you know playing a show with not necessarily the bands but it's like the bands and it's like the photographers like um like joaquin and you know comfy are a couple that we we've met oh, they're they're like yeah i don't even know like, how old they are but they're, they're both they're both than younger us. than like 20 they're both like Pe- 19 people just want to support cool shit now like yeah. the kids yeah. want to feel a part of something you know yeah. so it's like and, they and that's really an incredible are, thing about cities in general yeah, it, like that. It, it's like, oh, I want to do that. And it's like, I want to document something. And it's like, it's right there. Go document it. And, and then they guys, do. And you guys are like curating this new thing that's happening to the city. And I, yeah. I, I, it's exciting to watch you guys be a part of it and just yeah. kind of see. Like, it's exciting what, for us too. <laughs> like, I, I'm excited for you guys and what you guys are going to do because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I have full, you guys have my full support in anything you do, and I have full faith in you guys. But you guys are, I think, are going to be. Well, fine. Well off in this. Just keep fucking oh, putting in that uh, work, dude. That's nice to hear. Thank and, you. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't take my opinion too serious, but I mean, like, I. It's just refreshing. Keyword refreshing, right? To see bands just do their thing and not feel like they're trying to emulate other bands and mm-hmm. like and take on a persona, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, yeah, or cover mean, band by proxy. You well, know? It's, it's hard, but like you, you could be influenced. Every artist in history is influenced by. Oh, yeah. and and it's like the critical will, aspect of selfhood. You know, I was like, exactly. We will like watch, like we'll hang out at my house and we'll just go on YouTube and just watch like live performances from everyone. And we just kind of, I personally try to like take little things like. And I don't Pick know, out something of like, oh, they do that. We yeah. should do something like that, or we should do something on that level of like absurdity, but it be different. Yeah, what was, and then, what was and the then thing just, that we were looking into at one point? We were watching some. Like, I mean, we were watching. We I don't know. Lately, it's been a lot of like watching some shame videos, and then we watched a lot of like Black Midi live, and then oh, it was like, the Black Midi Viagra thing. Boys, and then just seeing like Viagra Boys are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know, what was the... It's funny, because sonically, it's like, I feel like yeah. we have inspirations that are sonic that are pretty obvious, like, like and then, gold black. And then we have ones that are, like, that are visual. In, inspirational yeah. in terms of, like, antics. Like, Viagra yeah. Boys, and, um, God, I don't know, like... That Sonic Youth one we watched the other night was really cool. Yeah, Sonic um, Youth. They, I don't know, just watching that, because, like, it's almost like this strange separation we have, because it's, it's on as weird just talking on the way over here, we have to start freaking writing some music again because it's been so much energy into like the shows and Mm -hmm. like fostering that that more performance based art and then there's like the other which is just like the writing and stuff and it was kind of like insane because we recorded that album that just came out a few days ago um we recorded that in like july and then we were just like i was mixing it like losing my losing my mind over it just like trying to get it so perfect and stuff and it, it's just interesting the the difference between the music and the show side, and I feel like I don't know at this point we're we're definitely putting a lot of energy into like curating um, our performance. See, um, and that's that's the one thing I admire about like the, this generation that everybody who's in their twenties or younger is that they do everything. Like yeah. you guys are writing the music, mixing the music, yeah. promoting your music. Like, probably come up with, like, the album covers. Like, you're doing all this yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, 30 years ago, most people were just like, nope, 
I'm just going to focus on the music, maybe focus on the writing. There Send like a demo to a label or something yeah, like that. And a lot of large artists still operate that way. That's just kind of like the infrastructure that's in place. Yeah. Um, but the punk ethos runs deep, I think. And it's the like punk ethos the only is way to highly make, independent yeah, on every level. The only way to make it happen is to do it all yeah. yourself. So it's like it either like happens and then it's a product and then it exists – or it doesn't, and those are the records that never yeah. get recorded or never But that happen. gives you such and a huge advantage yeah, like, to be able to do all yeah. that. The control is fantastic, and it's like yeah. to be like – to have like a hand in every single and thing you guys that you will, do is like – You know, like especially since you've been doing this for a year and this will keep growing, you're going to encounter that where people try to take that control from you a little bit. Because they like what you're doing, people will yeah. like what you're doing and want to like a, want a piece it, of it. Yeah, it can already got- be a little frustrating sometimes when when we do a stage setup and like the um, organizers be like, "Oh, you guys can't set up the drums like that." Um, like, they, will, they will tell us like, "We don't want to move the drums for it's like we're a 25 minute set. We would prefer if you guys didn't move." the drums after they've already set them up and mic'd them and everything and we get it but it's like that's already one of those things where it's like do they expect every band to like perform the same setup like because the way it's, it's reasonable it's just the to a certain degree of, of it's I don't know Whether a, lot or not shows, a lot of these shows like we get hit up for and people are and we just try like I don't know like we try to like work with the setup and that's just part of the not great thing about being like a DIY band is because you don't have a lot of pull. Yeah, you don't you have know. you have all of the authority over yourself, but no authority over anything. And else. then you know you get yeah you have to show up to some place and you have no idea how it's going to go. And, and like, yeah, where's the looking yeah. for the person that like organized the situation in the first place? And they're like, oh, I'll be there in an hour. And yeah. like you know things will get like chaotic, and that's also just an extension of the punk ethos. Where yeah, and and you know there's a lot happens. of beauty in that too, where it's like. You don't yeah, know the chaos what's going to happen. It's the chaos. It makes life a predictable. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's half of the fun for shows. But, yeah, I'm always – it seems like every – I mean, there's a few places we've gone back to and we kind of know, like, what the deal is there. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of places we will just go, have no idea what it's going to be like. Yeah. And then we just do our best to, like, you know, handle yeah. whatever – comes to us and i feel like i don't know a lot of that i view is almost in a weird way like training you know like, it is. It's, like, it's getting you guys conditioned a certain way to like know what you want yeah. what you and what you're not willing to do mm-hmm. with yeah because what what we shouldn't. can insist upon for sure and like what is probably like i don't know definitely the constant balance of like maintaining like flexibility while also knowing what is important enough to like insist upon exactly yeah so before we wrap this up, guys, I, 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 I want to ask you a question. Oh, yeah. If you guys ever had an exp- – like what What was like your initial influence to like what got you into music? Like do you remember the time <laughs> where a song inspired you a certain way? Oh, man. Or kind of like you're like, I really like doing this more than I like doing anything else. Mm. Man. Uh, for me, it was probably – I don't know. This is going to sound kind of corny, but I, I remember when I was like 15 years old. I went to like I don't know, and I was at that age when, you know, people were start like I was in high school. People were starting to like find their own niche. I remember I went to like a Mac DeMarco show, and then I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" And he was like, you know, he's he's a very funny stage presence. Not 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 the kind of music I really listen to that much anymore. Um, But just seeing. Seeing that, oh, he's in Santa Cruz. He's from Santa Cruz. I have a theory about him and Mac DeMarco. I was like, there's something here. Mac DeMarco is They're the same person or something? Well, Mac, I feel like... You never see him in the same room. No, I mean, no disrespect to Oliver Tree, but I feel like Oliver Tree is an exaggerated version of Mac DeMarco. I can... Yeah, God, he is like like a post, like, Zoomer, septuple, like, quasi-ironic 
amphetamine fueled yeah, like, like meth meme social media it, like, mutated version hilarious what you need what he purposely did to get followers and views yeah and he's a very talented musician don't get yeah. me wrong it works yeah. i just always had that in the back of my head sorry keep them oh. oh but yeah anyway i was just at that age where um my brain was ready to just latch on to something and just go crazy about it mm-hmm. and that was probably it for me and then obviously i went down very deep into the rabbit hole and started listening to I don't know. I remember I put on the flyer for us like Lightning Bolt, Hella, and like OCs. Black Midi, OCs, King Gizzard, yeah. and like which still King continue Gizzard to be our, yeah. Which I just yeah. got them like two months ago. Good for you listening to all their music, all of it. Oh yeah, all yeah. thirty. So much. Oh yeah. I thought they released like two or three albums a year. Like I'm just, generally, yeah. Yeah, they, that's the whole thing. I think they had three or whatever. But we just and saw all them all different like days. sounds. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. just evolving constantly. Yeah, but that was that was probably it for me i guess and that was definitely going to a show then i i don't know it's weird how i i'm really into the writing music side a lot um sometimes it gets really it it, you're just kind of in your own head a lot and that works out but definitely seeing shows that was something i i knew it's a mind-blowing experience i was kind of interested i feel like it's i feel like it's turned very ritualistic into me like like i could go into church and I'm praying to God yeah. every time I go to a show. Yeah. It's just like shows are. Like, you just feel there, better leaving than when you came in. Yeah. No matter what, even if the show sucks, I'm like, at least it was entertaining. Yeah. Or it's like I saw blank, and I feel like it's the extension of like when um you know my dad will be like, oh yeah, I saw uh, or my mom told me like I saw Tears for Fears. Mm. And like God, she, I think she said it was like 1984. Or I just something. watched Shout last night. Yeah, and she like caught a scarf that the guy threw, and she still has it. And she says this is like the most important. Uh, well, it's like it's like her favorite physical little like item thing, and she it was beautiful. And I remember her saying like this was like one of the biggest moments of my life was like catching this thing because of how much I cared about the music and it's awesome and like it's really funny just like memory for the rest of your life yeah and it's like I've uh, gotten I've had like near religious experiences at like live shows seeing like from my mom where she told me like because she went to the same high school as Steve Perry from Journey she brought this up religiously right and she's like yeah I went to a house party once and there's this awkward little skinny dirty man with a dirty tank top and cut off shorts (laughs) And he smelled horrible. He smelled like weed. He smelled nice. Weed. And she's like, he kept talking to me. And I was like, go away. I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> and she had no idea who he was. She's like, I seen him around school and whatever. But it's like, no, just he, he was very gross. He had a lot of acne. He wasn't very physically appealing to women, at least my mom. And my mom Brutal. Like, Only if I knew he was going to become him. <laughs> he end up in journey. Wow. I'm like, well, yeah, mom, because he still was that guy. You know, he wore like, like kind of like uh, Greta Van Fleet type suits. Or like short shorts, but I mean, if you're traveling through China and Europe and different things in Asia, like you're not gonna, you're gonna get a variety of clothing everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah but um, I noticed you guys. Would you guys like to play something? You got your drums oh, and man. guitar. I think it'd be really funny. Yeah, here. that's that's Do pretty it. much why we brought it. Is um, here, you play drums? I'll so play. If you want, I'll, I can no. Move, <laughs> I can for because the mic should be able to pick up everything, so I'll rotate the mic. Sure. Your way. Never, we, we've always yeah. joked about an ogre acoustic Absolutely set. never done this. So, this is exclusive. Pick. We got an ogre acoustic set. Exclusive. First time. You wouldn't, wouldn't, happen, have, you wouldn't happen to have a pick by any chance, do you? I do have a pick. I'm about as prepared as uh, we appear to be. 
should we play? Well, let's see. I as far as like a ogre acoustic set goes, there's originals and covers and thank you. How about we do salt? How about that? You wanna do salt? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. I wonder. Right. Oh man, I'm not even in. Do you guys mind if I like This is gonna be re- yeah, this is this is gonna be really bad, but yeah. here we go. Like in the best way you've ever heard, okay. free to comment um follow ogre by ogre instagram tag um you know leave some comments write us email us at the wild weirdness at uh, gmail.com you guys have any suggestions of bands that you recommend um bands you recommend us to listen to um or if you guys want to share you know promote ogre go out there go watch a show um you guys won't regret it guys nils it's a pleasure Thank you so much. Ace. Thank you, man. Thank you guys so much for doing the show. You guys fucking rock. And don't stop rocking. Okay. Please do. That seems fine. That seems reasonable. Thank you guys. Thanks, man. Awesome.